is it is it recording well you could have you could have said it was recording hiya it's sally here <laughs> just a quick one just a quick one you can now rate say your mind podcast on spotify as well as apple Podcasts. so if you can do make sure that you do both i know that some of you are just a little bit lazy oh, i can't say that but why? why? Why is it right? Um, uh, anyway, <laughs> now for the urban intro music. <laughs> it's the Ben's Punani woman is baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Be sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are gonna sip it here. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind. You hate the fact that I'm elevated above When you show me hate, all I show is love You'll try me for the very last time In Excel's online <laughs> Nick sales are so funny. I just find that such a funny term, especially when you consider that some of them aren't even celibate. Like incel comes from being like involuntarily celibate, and that's what they claim drove them to be so wayward and evil. But um I mean, well, maybe they are celibate. They're celibate in the sense that they're not having sex with the women that they clearly want to, or the people that they clearly want to have sex with. So um, they take it out on the rest of the world, like so you can be with somebody, have children with that person, um, and I guess there'll be a niggle the same way that somebody can have a job and uh, you know um, an occupation and be employed, but they're still extremely jobless. I guess we're still referring to the same people at the end of the day. Um, I'm actually going to check if this is recording before I continue, because let me tell you, this is the second time that I'm recording this episode today. Clearly, Spirit did not want me to say certain things that I said, because when I tell you I dragged you motherfuckers, you dusty bitches, I dragged you well. But um, yeah, before I even introduce myself, and I'm going to keep this in because this is the nature of it all, um, I basically recorded around two hours of silence. Why did that happen? because now I'm in my brand new studio, um, like recording studio slash office. Um, and it's, you know, all done up, looks lovely. I'm still waiting for the soundproofing to arrive. So anyway, I set up my desk as usual, um, you know, my uh, Rodecaster Pro recording, like recorder, uh, recording desk. And I pressed something, like something hit something and I just didn't double check if it was okay. So I think I muted my own mic while I was recording, which is odd because surely I would hear it, but I didn't hear anything. So anyway, I get home, um, we had guests over, so I go to serve the food that I'd prepared from earlier, like I'd done everything, I made cornbread, made all of this stuff, um, like everything was beautiful, like a really nice gravy, and um, we ate, we chatted, and I was like, okay, now um, Lev's ready for bed, or let me just send this file to Brent, and um, all I heard was silence. It's even a good thing that I checked before just sending all of the files to him, thinking that the files would be okay. Jesus of Peckham and East Dulwich, that would have been a mess. So anyway, I 
I was just in disbelief for about 30 minutes. I was going through each file like, no, surely, surely this isn't what happened. And I know it's what happened because I could hear, you know, like when I like to play you snippets of something, I played the snippet and that comes through a different channel. And I heard that, but I didn't hear um, anything else that I'd recorded. But I said, you know what? I guess God wants me to cuss certain people a second time. Reload it because I clearly didn't cuss hard enough the first time. That's how I'm reading it. Not even the case of, oh, I've said something I shouldn't have said. No, clearly I did not cuss you enough. And I did two tarot readings in that um, episode as well. And they're all gone now. Wild. So, yeah, I'm going to listen to this and be right back. Okay, I'm back. And that sounded fine. This is the nature of podcasting, the rough and tumble, and I refuse to like edit it so it sounds all pristine and like nothing ever happened. And you know, let me just introduce myself at this point. It is me, Kalechi, in a rascal place to be, clearly the place that I needed to be twice today. And you're listening to SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right, suck your mum. Wow. Wow, wow, wow back again but I refuse to be here for two hours recording again you know like I remember this happened on the read um a few months ago and I was like oh imagine having to record again oh and then here I am recording again (laughs) it's why you shouldn't laugh at people in life you shouldn't laugh because it's really not funny um But anyway, I'm here. I'm here and I'm going to have to do those two readings again, I guess. But I'm just going to try and zoom through all of this. What did I say before? Well, I'm watching Selling Sunset. Davina um, and her wayward clients, that blonde woman that was like, oh, you were you were contacting my um, attorney and you were contacting people and I just needed space. Okay. then she turns around and says in the same breath. "Uh, I didn't feel taken care of. So which one was it? You stupid cow. Which one was it? But anyway, Davina and Adnan, she she likes finding these wayward clients that she can't, you know, she can't sell anything for. Very way, um, very weird. I like the new black girl Chelsea. It did take me a while to adjust to her accent. She said she's from London, and I just didn't know London in which country. Um, I thought maybe she meant uh, London by the way of uh, Queensland in Australia because I wasn't really sure, but. Um, She's Nigerian as well, which is great. And I definitely knew that when she referred to the other agents as classless, I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's only an episode away from calling them Raz babes. But um, yeah, it's also interesting so far. Um, Chriselle and that relationship with Jason, I just don't see it. I Well, it doesn't continue, does it? But um, yeah, I just don't feel it. But to have Mary there, like Mary is alive and breathing and you've got Jason's mum telling Chriselle that she's the best girlfriend he's ever had, like Chriselle is the best girlfriend he's ever had. And then he calls Chriselle babe and calls Mary babe and him and Mary have um, a dog together. Honestly, white people mess is just a lot. White LA rich people mess seems wild to me. Don't get it. But um, yeah, it's been interesting to watch so far. But in terms of, well, let's get to the tarot because like I said, I'm not staying. I, I really, really talk the first time about all the things that I'm watching. And this time I'm like, nope, move on to the next thing because I'll be damned if I'm just here and here and here. Um, we have an update for tarot. 
It says, hi, Kalechi, I just wanted to email you to say thank you for this reading. My dad passed away a few weeks ago, and I can honestly say that your reading has helped me with the grieving process during this time and has given me so much comfort and strength. I wanted to share this with you to try and counterbalance all the, um, all the negativity, nonsense and fuckery you experienced on your timeline last night. I wanted to let you know that you uh, that for every one smelly, stinking, full of I do do hater, you have many, many times more people like me who respect what you do and are so very grateful that you choose to do it. In sharing yourself and your thoughts, you give so many of us, particularly black women, mirrors to see ourselves, our experiences and feelings. I know that this sometimes comes at a cost and I cannot imagine the stress and hurt this can cause you and your family. But I want you to know it does make a difference. And even if you were to stop recording the podcast tomorrow, the good you've done with it will last many lifetimes. Sending you and your loved ones all the blessings, love and light. And as my dear uh, old dad would say, love you like cooked food, baby girl. Oh, thank you so much. That's so beautiful. And, you know, I'm sending you all the love um, for your, you know, towards your dad uh, making that transition from this earthly plane. I hope that you are filled with comfort and knowing that you are very, very loved. Um... Oh, interesting. I was made to come back to record because Mercury is now sextiling Neptune. Your best ideas are fueled by, fueled by the impossible. Well, uh, something impossible is about to happen for someone's life. We'll get into that. But thank you. That was such a beautiful message. I appreciate you. Um, let's get to the tarot question then. Let's get to it a second time because clearly um, that's what the Lord wants for my life. It says here, Dear Kalechi, firstly, I thank God for finding you in your podcast because your energy and integrity is unmatched and you're a true gem in this world. I'm a Gemini sun, Sagittarius moon and Aquarius rising and my 30th is coming up. My friends are asking me what I would like uh, gift wise and how they can help me in terms of organizing my birthday celebrations, which makes me feel a bit uneasy. I struggle asking and accepting help. I get really emotional when it comes to receiving gifts, whether it's from a friend, family member or whoever I'm seeing romantically. I also get super um, I also get super comfortable initiating certain social things like a holiday or concert, anything that involves people partying with uh, partying with their money. I understand it's not for me, uh, but for something that I initiated. However, I would do all the above within my means, of course, without hesitation. It has been playing on my mind a lot lately, and I don't know why I feel unworthy of receiving and accepting that people value me in their lives and they'd like to show it. I can't seem to get the balance of giving and receiving right. And although this has not happened, I'm scared of growing resentful because of self-inflicted one-sided relationships yours truly a fellow baby girl thank you baby girl for that message um the reading i did for you earlier i felt like it slapped but um <laughs> here we go again um so spirit what is the message and the reason i'm doing the reading again and not bringing out the cards from before is because um one i genuinely don't know all the cards that came out and so i wouldn't even want to guess and the energy is different i always believe in just pulling fresh cards um i used the deck for the second reading that i did later on in the podcast so all the you have to reset the energy basically um but it's lovely to be doing this reading um i i greatly appreciate being asked spirit what is the reason behind baby girl finding it a challenge to accept help 
that's the first card came up face down so i'll keep it face down until i have all the rest okay okay let's see what this says another two cards please spirit thank you what is the reason that our baby girl feels uneasy accepting accepting help let's see I wonder if this like shuffling becomes like an ASMR thing. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Let's see. Well. Okay. It's interesting. S similar message, but comes out in a different way. Okay, so what we've got here is um, Page of Wands in reverse, the Hierophant in reverse, Seven of Swords, Knight of Wands, and we've got the death card at the bottom of the deck. I'm using the Crystal Banner Kaleidodope deck. I've brought um, the majority of my decks to the studio now, um, you know, to the new office. I've brought it here. Um, so they have a space and they have a home in the meantime before I get my own office in my own home, inshallah, one day. Um, Page of Wands in reverse. You can't do everything by yourself and there's so much that you don't yet know. Um, you are deserving of other people assisting you. Um, but you've always got to consider that, that there's only so much that you can do and there's only so much that you can know. So letting other people help um, doesn't make you... Basically, there's this idea of like Page of Wands is wanting to do it on their own. They want to start that fire. They want to go out into the world and they want to figure it out. Um, you know, figure it out by burning something, see if it burns, if it burns all the way down, oops, sorry. Um, you know, they want to go out and kind of do that and take that energy forward. And this is saying that there's part of you that wants to do that, but you also want some um, people to come along with you. But you're scared of asking people to come along with you because you're scared of being rejected. You're scared of them not valuing the fire within you. You're scared of feeling like maybe the fire isn't enough. And it is. We've got the Hierophant in reverse because you've, you're, you're forgetting your God self. You're forgetting that you have everything within you to be able to trust that when you are vulnerable with people, that, um, you know, if they see it, great. If they don't, that doesn't take away from your worth at all. The Seven of Swords is here because you've got to start showing up as you. You've got to start showing up as you. You've got to start stating what your needs are. How can your needs be met if nobody knows what the needs are? And if the reason that you're scared of letting your need, oh, see, the message always comes back round. Now I see what we were doing. Oh, I see it, spirit. Um, if you don't say what your needs are, it's hard for the needs. It's nigh on impossible for the needs to be met, right? And are we scared of saying what we what we desire and what we require because it's like oh well if i say it and um you know people don't do it or people say they're not interested in doing it what happens then we're kind of scared of the decision that one needs to make after realizing that somebody can't or won't meet your needs um but that's part of growing up that's it you had the world card that came out as your first card it's part of growing up it's part of being initiated into a new way of living. It's part of, you said you're about to turn 30, you're um, an Aquarius rising. There's so much good that is 
that is to be done through you. Um, but first, it requires you to do good onto yourself. And I honestly believe that you can't be of service to people if you don't know how to let people be of service to you. Okay, drag me then. Nobody asked for that. Gosh, spirit. Um, because life is about reciprocity. And so many people lean so heavily on being the giver that they make a whole identity out of it because they're actually scared of what it means to receive. And so then we know that they've got an unhealthy um, relationship with giving and the giving is um, done through egoic um, motivations. When we see that somebody can healthily give and healthily receive, that is when we know that there is a balance. You know, when someone can give and receive, that's when we know that there's a healthy balance. But if all they're ever wanting to do is give, 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 but when it comes to them, they close down, that says that there's something there that says that there's an idea of feeling worthy of people caring, or in some respects, knowing that you're worthy of people caring, but being scared that they won't care and being scared of what you will do when you realize that they don't care. But more time, people do care. More time, people just want to learn how to, you should let me love you, hey, let me be the one to give you everything you are and I was trying to do the harmony but I needed someone to come in and sing the bottom bit so I could go high but I'd be really worried if somehow someone just started singing along with me in an empty room Aha! I would pass out right here um but they, if you want someone to give you everything you want and need baby good love and affection show me what show me your did I your reflection show you the way love's supposed to be. I think it says something about reflection. I could have just made that up, but you need your greatness to be reflected back to you. I'm looking at the Hierophant card and how it's got the stained glass windows. You are um, a mini god. Like you deserve your greatness to be reflected back to you, your divinity to be reflected back to you. But that only happens when you allow people to see you. And they're not seeing all of you because they're not seeing what your needs and your wants are. And that is when it calcifies into resentment. And it's like, oh, nobody knows me. Nobody cares about me. No one, um, you know, does this for me. People aren't mind readers, you know. Well, some people are. But, you know, generally speaking, people aren't mind readers. And even if they were, there is power in speaking of what you desire. And that's why we've got the Knight of Wands, the red carnelian here de uh, depicted in the Kaleidodope deck. Like there's power in desire. There's power in stating what your desires are. There is a freedom in that. There is a liberation in that. And if you don't do that, then you're going to feel trapped under this mask um, that we see here in the Seven of Swords. Um, you're not really showing up as you because you're scared of, oh, well, if I ask people for this or if I ask this person for this and they don't do it, maybe they'll think of me as X, Y, Z. Nobody cares. The death card is there because you've got to let let it go. Let it go. You've got to let it go. You've got to let those old stories die. You, there is a new you waiting to emerge, a you that is able to clearly articulate what they need, what they desire, what they require. That you is trying to come forth and you know it is because, you know, this is why we're having this conversation. And, you know, there's been so many major planets in your um, first house that you're being asked to mature really, really quickly. You're being asked to take yourself and your desires a lot more seriously. Um, you can't play small anymore, especially when, you know, Saturn's been hanging around, um, you know, in your first house for as long as it has. You can't play small anymore. 
you're growing up very, very quickly. You're in your Saturn return. You're growing up very quickly. And that Saturn return is happening in your first house. Like there is a lot about how you appear in the world that is being reconstructed. Like you are under construction. No Missy Elliott. Um, and you have to lean into that. Wow, that was not the word that came out the first time. It was a mix of, you know, and we got there. But I see you, spirit. I see you making me rewind selector. Rewind divine selector. Hey, hey, hey. Well, I pray that that resonates with you because it truly, truly was a word. I've got this book with me now, um, The Book of Answers by Carol Bolt. So I'm just going to flick it to a random page and see what the ending of your message is. What's the ending of the message, spirit? What's the ending of the message for this baby girl? What's the ending of the message? What page do we get? Uh, oh, realize too many choices is as difficult as too few. Interesting. Realize that too many choices is as difficult as too few. There are so many ways that your life can go based on what you state Um your desires are and that can feel scary as scary as if there weren't many places for your life to go and you only had a few choices everything in life basically will be scary when it requires choice whether you feel like you have lots of it or not enough of it here you have lots of choice because Saturn has made it so but Saturn wants you to make the right and right choice and wants you to choose you I want you to choose you start telling people what you like start off slow start off small um I'd like to go do the things that you feel like maybe are, are feel a bit safer. The things that you know that people are likely to be able to do for you. Something tiny like, oh, could you pick me up some juice on your way to my flat or whatever? Just something. Just start trying these things and not being so scared of what it would mean for you to ask for something because who if you ask for it you just might get it like some people are going to get a cussing at the end of this podcast um so yeah I pray that that resonates with you and I will big up the first of this week's show sponsors who um yeah our babies are our babies <laughs> our babes uh, and I'll be right back this week's podcast episode is sponsored by say her name by Drida Say Mitchell and Ryan Carter. It's available from the 1st of April, so it's available everywhere now um, in ebook, audiobook, and paperback editions. In this chilling thriller from the best selling authors of Spare Room, one woman goes in search of her past. What she finds is the darkest side of humanity. So the book is available on amazon.co.uk forward slash SYM. Um, that's amazon.co.uk forward slash SYM. And if you have a Kindle unlimited subscription, say her name is available at no additional cost as part of your subscription. Um, so it's 20 years since Ava, a biracial woman, ha was adopted as an eight-year-old and Cherry and Carlton Sugar McNeil have always been the only parents she's wanted or needed. But when she's dealt the double blow of Cherry's death and her own suspension from work, Ava decides it's time to discover who she was before she was theirs. So she goes on this whole journey and starts trying to uncover things she does a dna test and she finds a match but then through finding that match she then is discovering that there's this whole world where black women are going missing it's not being reported she just starts seeing the darker side of life in a way that she didn't see before so um 
yeah, it's it's thrilling, it's chilling. Um, so yeah, get yourself involved. Like I said, if you've got a Kindle Unlimited um, subscription, you can get this as part of that subscription and you can get involved at amazon.co.uk forward slash um, SYM. So go and check it out. It's called Say Her Name by Drida Say Mitchell and Ryan Carter. Yeah. Anyway, let's get back to the show um, and let's get on with Share Your Magnificence. So my Share Your Magnificence this week goes out to um, Ian Wright. Ian Wright, right, right. Yeah. Ian Wright, um, he's now been inducted into the Premier League Hall of Fame. Um, so he has there in his company, uh, Thierry Henry, the baby boy. Um, he's also got, I think Patrick Vieira is also in there. Yeah. So he's with, you know, he's in great company and he deserves to be there um, because he's really been out here. You know, he's really, really been out here all of these years. If you don't know and you're listening from across the pond or you're listening from elsewhere in the world, Ian Wright, um, is a football player, a black man. I mentioned him on the show a little while ago when he was receiving abuse online during like lockdown and stuff. And um, it turned out, was it turned out to be some young white boy that was sending some of them just wild times. Um, yeah, a lot going on. But it says here, I'm looking on the Arsenal website. And I mean, I've been, I can't even really, can I still call myself an Arsenal supporter? I haven't watched a match really in years and years and years and years. But I remember being in my Arsenal bag circa like 1999, circa 2000. Wow, it's 22 years ago. But I really needed to kind of, you know, the, the more that they started to struggle, I really needed to distance myself because I cared about my you know, my mental state. But then look at what's happening with Mercedes and Formula One currently. So it seems like no matter where you go, there's always going to be heartbreak with, with, with whichever team that you support. So it says on the Arsenal site, congratulations to Ian Wright on being inducted into the Premier League Hall of Fame. Our legendary striker follows Thierry Henry, Dennis Bergkamp and Patrick Vieira in being honoured for his incredible performances in the top flight. Um... They say so many love, uh, lovely things about him. The legendary number eight, um, his repertoire, repertoire of goals made him one of the finest and most explosive strikers to grace the English game. And of course, he was a showman. Um, he joined from Crystal Palace in September 1991. Um, and, you know, he, he did his bit, you know. He was the, um, Arsenal's top scorer for six seasons in a row. And on September 13th, 1997, he um, broke a record for the all-time record scorer. Um, and th that feat was only bettered by Henri um, after the fact. And... Um, yeah, he's just been he's just been doing his things for a really long time. He's remained professional. He's just been an all round calm guy, um, you know, throughout his career. So I'm glad that they're honouring him in this way. He said, growing up in South London, football was my escape. We played for pure enjoyment. And that's something that never left me when I played the game. I always felt like I was running out of time. And this recognition is a special reminder to appreciate the journey, the hard work and getting over the doubts I had. Um he says, you have to remember for the majority of my football journey, I never thought I'd become um, I'd become a professional footballer. So to do that, enjoy the times I had with the fans and my teammates. And now to receive this accolade is a true honour. I feel really humbled. Um, 
Oh, he said, I also loved, um, I also have to thank my so many incredible teammates, backroom staff and managers, most notably Steve Koppel or Capel, who gave me the chance and shaped the player I became. Uh, the Hall of Fame recognises and celebrates the exceptional skill and talent of individuals who have graced the Premier League since its, in its inception in 1992. Wrighty was selected by the public through an online vote and a Premier, uh, Premier League awards panel and will be formally honoured at an event in London on Thursday evening. To be eligible for the Premier League Hall of Fame, players had to be retired by January 1st, 2022, and only a player's Premier League career was considered in their candidacy, not their performances in the other competitions during the Premier League era. Uh, all inducted players receive a medallion engraved with their name and the year of their induction, with a £10,000 donation made by the Premier League to a charity of their choice. That's really cute. Um, was he not retired earlier? See, I've, I'm so out of sync with football but surely he should have been inducted earlier right but i don't know all of these things i'm merely guessing so two slaps in your chest ian right 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 ian right 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 um yeah for all that you did for arsenal um made me a proud supporter when i knew what the hell was going on i appreciate you um yeah big up yourself for that um so that's my show your magnificence that's out of the way let's move on to so you mad so so you mad was really really interesting i was going to talk about future and his comment about he was asked by julia fox the one that was dating uh kanye west and she was walking around looking like market uh, market clearance version of kim kardashian um, she got to ask him for this GQ feature if he wanted to have any more children. And he said, yeah, he'd like to have maybe two uh, more with his wife if he were to get married. Because so far, all the other women that he's had children with, um, seven of them, he's only had one child with each of them, seven children. And he's now saying that apart from those seven children, that he'd be opening, um, he'd be open to having um, two. So then the woman that he finally settles down with has more one more than the rest of them the other seven because i guess that is a prize for her to have one more child than the other seven women so all in all there are nine children nine and you're still running from playing or from paying child support um and there's only so wrong um so long that you can rap um that money's going to run out. So you better just, you know, get your semen in check because <laughs> David Seaman. Anyway, get yourself in check because um, you're doing entirely too much. I won't even bother playing the clip. It was just a mess. Um, and then we have No White Saviors. I talked a lot about that and what's happening with No White Saviors. But I think I have a letter that might help um, frame the conversation better because <laughs> I was really talking. Uh, let's see what it says here. Good evening, Kalechi. I start with sending you wishes of love, peace and gentleness, considering the revelation that once again, black men have decided to make you a target for their hate. It's their mothers that they'll make a target. Their mothers um, will be their target. There are so many people in my life. I tell that my personal, political and spiritual growth over the last three years has been down to you. Thank you. It's with love. I believe that you stand in the gap for so many black women, non-binary people and um, psi black men uh, and give us so much of you and are a target as a result. Our lives, my life in particular, has changed as a result of your kindness, generosity and wisdom. 
I remember asking God for a church and he directed me to you and your tarot readings. They are my church. They are my church for now. Thank you wholeheartedly. In the past year, I have wanted to share with you my skepticism of no white saviors. Allegedly, there's been a great effort to hide the receipts there, metaphorically and literally. As a British Ugandan woman who moved back to Kampala and lived there for years, no white saviors which started there was on my radar. The organisation uses highly visible social media campaigns to out anti-black projects for people on all people online. This week, one of the black co-founders of No White Saviors, Olivia Alasso, spoke out about being pushed out of the organisation but by her white colleague, Kelsey Nielsen. A big concern for me and my friends watching all of this was how a white woman essentially blackfished the internet somehow tweeting slash posting as a black led organization when friends who interacted with her team saw how she put down her black colleagues and staff, essentially muzzling them but then fronting them in media interviews for clout. Then there's the GoFundMe pages. I believe the last one I saw for a Thomas Sankara-inspired coffee shop had raised close to $100,000. Seeing the post online of the coffee shop, it seems unlikely it costs $100,000, but what do I know? Also, investing all that money to come and teach Africans about black history by essentially, organi uh, by essentially an organisation run by a white woman made my blood boil. Another fund had, I believe, forty to $50,000 to help families with legal fees. All of these pages I could no longer track online. Legally, there is no proof of wrongdoing, but it's concerning how much money has been raised off, a black suffer um, off of black suffering, and there should be a public forum to scrutinise these funds. There needs to be accountability for all this money. Lots of love and blessings, Anonymous. Thank you so much for that. It's very, very interesting what is going on, and sending all the love and solidarity to Olivia Alasso, who was the or who is the co-founder of um, No White Saviors. So if you aren't um, familiar with No White Saviors, they are um, an organisation very visible on Instagram um, where they um, regularly let you know about people who are moving mad and um, really revelling in white saviorism. And so I started following them a little while back because people were like, oh, you know, you know, they've been talking about this and they've been saying this and you should, you know, read up on um, their stuff. And I just, you know, I've really respected, I've really respected um, the organisation. I think that they've done and are doing good work. But I think I've always kind of known that there was a white woman involved. I didn't know if she was white, white or spicy white. I wasn't really sure. I just knew that she was somewhere there, somewhere involved somehow. Now, me personally, it might be controversial, but... I don't necessarily think that white people or non-black people can't be part of uh, black liberation movements. Some people might argue that no, not at all. However, I believe that their place should be at the very, very back, 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 back. Even if you're um, the one that has connections and you can bring people in to support the cause and support what's happening, I do not want to see your face. I do not want to see you anywhere. I do not want to hear that you're controlling anything. I want you to be pimp. I want you to give over your um, privilege as um, it's deemed uh, um, advantageous to the organization that you're helping. But after that, keep PIM, keep quiet. Because often, more often than not, 
you enter into these organizations and swear up and down that no I'm just here to support I'm just here to support but naturally the way that whiteness it works and the way that you've been socialized is that you will move towards making yourself the center of all of it and everything else has to orbit around you again I don't know what was going down in this situation but as um um, as wrote, I will always go with, you know, the black woman. Olivia has posted on her page, her Instagram page is olivia.rises. And she says, today I'm calling out and calling in white men and women who have benefited from my work to witness the violence enacted against me by a white woman. Your silence is complicity. Um, then, you know, uh, Kelsey put up her own posts. Um, there's um, legal money, uh, a GoFundMe has been put up to help Olivia raise money because Kelsey's likely going to try and take out some kind of legal action. Um, and somebody was talking about the fact that it's finally come out that No White Saviors is run by a white woman. Um, they said that they were attacked by her and they got in contact with some other people. And so that led them to start following their money and following the money and it says the patreon and gofundme accounts are linked to um the white member of their team named kelsey the llc not non-profit is registered in pennsylvania where kelsey resides that is what's blowing my mind you are involved in a in an organization that is based in uganda and it's meant to be helping um these people but you are based in pennsylvania and um, living up your white um pumpkin latte life it says when people and uh, when multiple people asked her for transparency of funds, they were left on red. A few days after attacking me, they real uh, they release merchandise, knowing that the algorithm picks up whenever they create drama. Hence, funneling more money into their scheme. Interesting. Um, from there, I got in contact with some people, some of the nonprofits they support, as listed on their website, and was sent an email thread of Kelsey specifically being asked not to contact them again, and that there and that there was no existing relationship. Um, wow. Kelsey put out a statement. It was very basic. She then put out another statement on the No White Saviors page, and she tagged it as if Olivia had been um, involved in giving out this statement. But Olivia said, no, I wasn't consulted. I've been locked out of the Instagram pages. I was the one dealing with the money. Um, from what I've read, from what uh, I'll just read what um, Olivia said, it's really troubling because it seems like she only started being bullied, if we can call it that. She started being bullied the moment she noticed that money was disappearing into very, very odd places. So she says, my name is Olivia Alasso. I am a co-founder and have been a director at No White Saviors for close to four years. It's a platform I have worked hard for and ensured that as a black ensured that as black people, we have resources and a safe space to share experiences, learn, and dismantle oppression thrown at us by various systems in this heinously unequal world. Last year, around October. I was reviewing the No White Saviors bank statements when I noticed that funds had been transferred from the organization's PayPal account to an unknown bank account in the USA. This foreign account was known to me and um, was unknown to me and our company accountant statements available. I raised these suspicious monetary transfers with my co-founder, Kelsey Nielsen, who controls and manages the login details of our online payment slash banking platforms. At first, she tried to feign ignorance, but on insistence, she admitted that she had made the transfers. 
Her excuse was the funds were meant to clear a loan she acquired when the organisation was just starting out. She had never mentioned this to me prior. I was very disappointed and after much in-house discussions, um, it appears that then she really just started um, bullying Olivia. Um, it's what it goes on to say. Another troubling thing is that um, somebody else said that um, she had been, well, Kelsey allegedly had been sleeping with that person's husband, you know, not Olivia, this person. She'd been sleeping with someone's husband and when the person called her out on it, she tried to sue them. Um, and she says that she believes that Kelsey was flying out the guy to come and see her with the money from No White Saviors. Um, and that would be very disappointing if that's the case. That would be extremely, extremely disappointing um, because there are so many people, so many organisations doing the work and trying to do really well. Um, but... Psh, stories like this come out and then you're going to be surprised when people are like oh I don't even know what I can give to anymore because I just don't know who can be believed um and I get it and some people are really frustrated about well why was a white woman involved in the first place I don't necessarily think that she couldn't not have been involved I just don't think she should have had as much power as she did even if you're going to be one of the founders again I'm not mad at it but cut your cloth according to your size you really have to um, it seems like way more is going on um, and we're just waiting. But the fact that she locked the woman, um, she locked Olivia out of their um, Instagram page and um, she, uh, Olivia says that she's just been re receiving the most like vitriol from um, Kelsey. Um, but yet, we, you know, let's see how it plays out because then I know that Black uh, Lives Matter, they've also got like this whole thing about a $6 million mansion um, and people are trying to understand what's going on there. Um, somebody here says, it is important Olivia finally spoke out even under such grave circumstances. Everything the American woman has done should have been checked and her and um, should have been checked and her stopped a long time ago. But this kind of violence by someone you started something with can be difficult to extract yourself from. And that's true. Like using black pain to get yourself money and to be flowing a flying out dick. Like you're doing deliver dick with other people's money. People who want to dismantle the system, you're using their money to do deliver dick. Wow. Wow. And then you're violating the person and you're referring to them as sister. It's so extremely violent. It's so extremely violent. But I don't want to say too much. Let official statements come out and we'll keep up. Um, we'll keep up, you know, you know, finding out more about what's happening. It says here, Kelsey Nielsen, co-founder, No White Saviors. Kelsey Nielsen is a social worker and co-founder of the Ugandan non-profit, No White Saviors, born and raised in a white evangelical family, <laughs> says it all. She understands the inner workings of the white savior industrial complex on an intimate level uh, because she has lived it. But this is what people forget. You don't just live these kind of experiences. Those experiences continue to live inside you. So while you might think consciously that you are moving away from them, you have been socialized, you've been programmed in such a way that in any circumstance when it needs to those are the things that you're going to call forth so to hear that she's screaming a white woman screaming at her her black colleagues that she you, like i'm sorry no i don't care how frustrated you are you better use your inside voice and remember the structural um dynamics that are, that are up um that are at play in this situation and behave yourself um 
Her team at No White Saviors refers to Kelsey's role on the team as the white saviour in recovery. <laughs> well, she's clearly had a relapse. She has a bachelor's and master's in social work from Temple University in Philadelphia and is driven by the responsibility to disrupt, uh, to disrupt oppressive systems and replace them with a system of justice. Look, there's only so much I need um, that I can say that I want to say. All I could say is like, white women, get yourselves together. I don't need, know if you need to have um, a conference, um, but you need to sort it out because as far as I can see, there are so few of you who are genuine white allies. There are so few of you. Like, you might believe that you are, but, and I mean, sometimes I meet some people, actually not just white people. I've met like a couple of like, biracial very 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 light-skinned um people who behave in a similar way but you swear you listen to the podcast you swear that you know better and within a few minutes you are literally behaving in a way that I cuss out on this podcast and so it's weird to me it's very very weird to me um yeah it's it's a lot somebody says here this is this no white savior scandal is exactly why i don't believe in feminist men or anti-racist white people giving them space in feminist or anti-racist organizing spaces is always a terrible idea they always um, end up scattering the thing and that is true as well that is true as well you know you invite people in and all they bring is spirit of confusion and discombobulation um i will argue though that sometimes you can bring in people your own uh, skin folk and they'll be causing you equal discombobulation. So it's always best to bear that in mind as well. But someone says, I'm stuck at how a white woman was involved in the organization in the first place. The only rationale I can think of is she was responsible for leveraging her privilege to advance the organization, but she didn't have, um, she didn't have to be a co-founder. She didn't have to have co-founder power to do that. Right. And, you know, again, like I said, she didn't have to have that co-founder power, but if you were going to give it to her, she should have definitely cut her cloth according to her size. And um, she didn't do that because we know that in a place, um, what does it say here? Someone says, I always assumed Kelsey started the Instagram account, got outed as a white and then looped in black women as co-founders to shield herself from the criticism of lacking black voices. I could be totally wrong, but I assumed she would have continued solo if her ID hadn't been outed. That's another point. That's another point because this isn't just the case of, oh, you know, her being a white co-founder. It's the fact that she wields so much power in that whole situation um and it's 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 just a lot it shouldn't be happening it really should not be happening so as that story develops look at me sounding like a newscaster as that story develops i will be sure to let you know um yeah i'll be sure to let you know um let's see here what was the next story wow i'm really powering through this in a way that i was not when i recorded the first time oh yeah the final thing another white woman that is clearly mad so um i don't know if you remember i talked a little while back about emmett till um of course you know well i would hope you know who emmett till is but if you don't know go and look him up he's 14 year old um boy who was killed um tortured in the most disgusting way just absolutely tortured um because a white woman said that he whistled um that Emmett Till had whistled at her um and so he was lynched in 1955 um at the age of 14 right 
So it says here, less than a month after President Joe Biden signed the Emmett Till Anti-Lynching Act, making lynching a federal hate crime for the first time in U.S. history, Till's family are calling for a renewed investigation in the 1955 killing of the black teen. ABC News reports Emmett Till's relatives are seeking prosecution against the white woman who set off the lynching after accusing him of whistling at her in a Mississippi supermarket. After being accused of improper advances towards Carolyn Bryant Dunham, the 14-year-old Chicago teen was subsequently tortured and killed in a case that would go on to galvanise the civil rights movement. While Dunham was named 67 years in the original arrest warrant, she was never arrested or brought to trial following the lynching of Till. Dunham's then-husband and another man were acquitted of murder. Although Till's family is calling for a murder prosecution, Jerry Boo Hill, a lawyer representing the family, believes prosecutors could seek justice by launching a kidnapping prosecution against Donham. This warrant is a stepping stone towards that, Hill told ABC News, because warrants do not expire. We want to see that warrant served on her. Of course, there are countless obstacles in the way of pros uh, prosecuting Donham, but that won't prevent Till's family from ploughing ahead. Um... If we are saying we are a country of truth and justice, we must get truth and justice, no matter the age or gender of the person involved. Um, that was said by Keith Beauchamp, who was the creator of the documentary, The Untold Story of Emmett Till. Um, I agree. So Carolyn Bryant Dunham is currently 88 years old. And let me tell you, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. 88 years old. You're a spring chicken. You're a young ting. You're a sweet one. You're not even sweet. You're bitter. You can't. Um, but you're a young ting as far as I'm concerned. You're a young ting in the eyes of um, his spirit, the eternal divinity. So you can go and smell that jail cell. For the rest of the breath that you have in you, go and smell that jail cell. Like, are you not embarrassed? Do you not feel, do you not feel terrible? Do you not feel horrendous? Why have you yourself not taken yourself into a cell and locked yourself in there? Because a 14-year-old boy was killed because you lied like an evil motherfucker. You evil witch. You lied like an evil motherfucker. And that that boy Emmett Till was killed in the most disgusting ways. I can't even begin to describe exactly what happened to him. And I understand why his mother wanted to live uh, leave his um she wanted to leave his casket open so people could see the horrendous things that had been done to her son. God forbid. Oh. And you're still out here gallivanting up and down. God punish you, you stupid cow. God punish you. So I definitely agree with them that you, Carolyn or Caroline, whatever you want to call yourself, you must smell that jail cell. You must. Because the audacity. And then to then be telling the story like, yeah, I did that. And yeah, well, it happened and I've regretted it. No, 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 you haven't regretted it enough. You have to regret it with your life. You must regret it with your life. You must be taken somewhere immediately and see out the rest of your days there. Because let's be serious. If Joe Biden has passed this and um, this bill has been passed, that lynching is now a federal hate crime. I don't care if it's retroactive or retrospective or radioactive. I don't give a fuck. The fact of the matter is now that it's a federal hate crime, you were complicit. You were the reason that it happened. So you should go and smell the bottom of that jail cell. Go and you're not even a golden girl. You're not a golden girl. You're a rascal art girl. Get into the jail cell, stupid bitch. Um, so, yeah, that's what I wanted to say on that pretty much. Um, that's that all my So You Mad. Mm, 
yeah, that's all my So You Mad. Okay, well, let me pick up the second of the sweet show sponsors then who are BetterHelp. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realise that physical symptoms like headaches, teeth grinding and even digestive issues can be indicators of stress. And let's not forget about doom scrolling, sleeping too little, sleeping too much, under eating and overeating. I know that for me, it's either the teeth grinding, but I've got my mouth guard now for to wear at night. Not that that makes it better. Ideally, I should be saying, but I have less stress in my life. Not that, oh, I've got something that stops me from showing the symptoms of having stress in my life. But this is why therapy is great at the end of the day. Stress shows up in all kinds of ways and is a, in a world that's telling us to do more, sleep less and grind all the time. Here's your reminder to take care of yourself and do less and maybe try some therapy. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone um, on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. So give it a try and see if online therapy can help lower your stress, um, especially if it's me that's stressing you out online um, because I'm just being a baby girl and you're like, oh, my God, I don't I want to exterminate her. You can't. So go and see somebody about that. Say your mind listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com forward slash your mind. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash your mind. So um, definitely go and get involved in that and get the support that you need and you want. Um, And yeah, let's get to um, start your motors. So for start your motors this week, I don't actually have lots to say. Imola Grand Prix was a disappointment. In a nutshell, uh, Max Verstappen managed to get lots of points. Good on him, I guess. Um, But again, it's given inconsistent. You've got, you've had two did not finish um, this season already. So, you know, who knows what's going to happen in the next race? Like you'll win one race and then your car will go the next race. So who knows, right? But um, he won this race. It was unfortunate because um, Leclerc was doing really well. Um, and then he spun out near the final laps. He just spun out. He was trying to do too much. I think he was, who was he chasing? He was trying to chase somebody or do something. And he just played himself and ended up um, spinning out, took a corner um, or took a turn and just a bit too um, overzealously. And um, or was it zealously? Anyway, he was too excited on the turn and it didn't work out for him. And he went plummeting from like second place all the way to, I think he finished sixth in the end. Um, in the end. But initially when he plummeted, he plummeted to about ninth. Um, Hamilton was 14th. He started 14th um, through um, after qualifying and he finished 14th, even though at one point he went up to like 11th. He still went back to 14th. Um, it just wasn't, it just didn't work out for him in this race. George Russell, he had a consistent, a really good race. So did Valtteri Bottas and so did my little bab, Yuki Tsunoda. Now, this weekend was a sprint qualifying weekend, which means that drivers can potentially earn more points. And that is li- that is what worked in um, Max Verstappen's favour because he won sprint qualifying, which was 21 laps on Saturday. And that gave him eight points. So the winner of um, um, sprint qualifying, I think we've only got three sprint qualifying races this season. The winner of sprint qualifying gets eight points. And then, they, you know, the first, the top eight people all the way, eight points all the way down to one. 
So he got eight points he, for uh, getting pole position. And because he started in pole position today, um, well, he started in pole position on Sunday. I'm now recording this actually officially Monday because uh, I had to record twice and blah. Um, so then 25 points for actually winning Sunday's race. So 25 plus eight, he's laughing, you know, he's he's laughing, he's truly enjoying. He managed to make up a lot of the points that he didn't get when his car went night-night. So I can't say that I'm happy for him, but whatever. And it's not even him, like, well, no, it is him, I was going to lie. Um, it is mainly Christian Horner. It is mainly the, just the general vibe that I get from Red Bull. That is the only thing. But really a shame for Leclerc, um, shame for um, Carlos Sainz, who uh, crashed after the first lap, I believe, or during the first lap. He was gone from early. Um, so unfortunate for Ferrari, Um but, you know, I'm sure they'll pick it back up because they've got a really fast car. But today, uh, well, I keep saying today, but at, on Sunday's, um, at Sunday's race, we got to see the pace that the Red Bull car does have when it's not being inconsistent. Now, some people might think that, um, you know, they've got the worst of that behind them. But something that happens twice like that isn't not going to happen again, is what I think anyway. But we'll see how the season plays out. Um, signs, I think he signed with um, Ferrari until 2023. Now he got an extension on his contract or something. So good on him. You know, they clearly believe in him, but it would be great if he didn't go crashing into things and actually finish the race. Um, Lando Norris did really well. You know, I've cussed him out on this podcast before, but he did really, really well. He's come um, on leaps and bounds. He's really finding his groove. Um, a lot of them are. They're really starting to figure out what works for them. And these new regulations, they're clearly just switching it up on everybody. I don't know why. I need to look into why we didn't have DRS for the first 32 laps, was it? But maybe it's another. They're just in introducing bare things, and I just don't get it, but whatever. Um, but no, even with DRS um, enabled... Hamilton just wasn't able to do much with the car. So I wonder about the setup. I wonder about the setup because clearly Russell, um, um, George Russell and his engineers have managed to find some kind of setup that at least means that he's in a good place with points because he's currently fourth in the driver's standing, I believe. And we've got Leclerc first, Verstappen second, Perez third, um, George Russell fourth. So yeah, like they're doing well but to see that even in terms of the constructors championship so in terms of the team points um mercedes are currently third and um ferrari clearly being first and red bull being second we've only had a few races i do hope that things pick up i do believe that things will pick up when i'm physically present but me i'm not begging anybody i'm living in my generator vibe my generator zhuzh and i will wait and things will be delivered onto me as I so deserve because I'm truly a divine baby girl. Um, so the next race will now be the Miami Grand Prix. I really thought I would be there in a cute pom pom short, but alas, I will most likely be in uh, England. Um, but we move, you know, we move. So um, the other story that I read was that Serena Williams and um, Lewis Hamilton are joining together in a bid to with um, Sir Martin Broughton, I think his, his name is, to buy um, a takeover bid for Chelsea Football Club. That's soccer for you Americans, a soccer. Um, 
I didn't quite know what to make of it, but I feel like invest your money where you want to invest your money. And people are like, oh, yeah, but isn't he an Arsenal supporter? Omar, I support where my money goes. That's all I know. Did Arsenal have any openings for me to spend my money? No. OK, so I've spent my money where I can spend my money then and you can mind your business. Um, when Max Verstappen was asked about Lewis Hamilton's takeover bid, and they say Lewis Hamilton's takeover bid, but it's a consortium, isn't it? Like it's a few people getting together to do this thing. Um, it says here, um, Max Verstappen said, I am a PSV fan and I'd never buy Ajax. And if I was going to buy a football club, I'd want it to be, I'd want to be the full owner and to take the decisions myself, not just own a tiny percentage. I thought he was an Arsenal fan. Um, and if you are an Arsenal fan going for Chelsea, that is quite interesting, but everyone does what they want with their money. So let's see what comes out of it. Um, but maybe he meant that in good faith. Um, maybe he meant that in good faith. I don't know. I don't know him to have much good faith. But um, yeah, of course, in an ideal world, maybe he would buy shares in um, in Asna. In Asna, especially since Arsenal are kind of like I believe doing a bit better now. Um, but Chelsea, they've you know. If, if that's where the opening is, baby, that's where my money's going. It's about long-term investment. But we see, because you don't know things, because you do everything in a moment, you and your, I want to be with Red Bull for 10 more years. I want to be with Red Bull for 10 more years. You don't know anything. So keep your mouth out of growing people's business, okay? Thank you so much. Um, so yeah, I guess that's that for Start Your Motors. So let's get to the main event then, the one that the girlies have been waiting for, which is a straw of the week, a.k.a. suck your mum. Wow, I got through this very quickly. Jesus. Um, so the sun in Aries was square um, Pluto, and Pluto was in um, Capricorn, I believe. Yeah, Pluto's in Capricorn, which is my 10th house. And the sun was in Aries, which is my first house. This was um, Monday through to kind of like Tuesday. Um, well, Sunday night through to, you know, anyway. Um, I say all of that to say the sun in my first, sorry, the sun in my first house, squaring Pluto, power, obsession, them things there in my 10th house of career and public facing roles. So what we can deduce from this is that there was tension between the people who are so like obsessed with me. I live rent free in their heads. Um, they struggle to see me shine brighter. And there was a square um, with that. There was that tension there. But those squares are never anything that I'm scared of because it always means that me as my son self will come out victorious. So uh, that was what was happening astrologically. What does this all mean? Why am I telling you that? I'm telling you that to give you a backdrop as to what was happening on Twitter. So Twitter, Twitter has a new functionality that allows you to create small groups like little forums where you can tweet back and forth with each other. Only people who are part of that community can tweet and reply. So it it hones in on the com uh, conversation. Now, the thing that they don't tell you, or maybe you lot just didn't read it properly, is that although only you lot can re respond to the things that are being said, other people can see what you are saying. So these silly motherfuckers 
um, thought that the group that they created, the community that they created, the community that they'd created was um, private. And so the title of that particular, or no, so the, the bio or description of that group was called, um, what is it? Let me bring it up on my phone so we really know what was going on. We really know Wajwan, not Wagwan, Wajwan. Um, so it says here, group home, community info. Um, the, in, uh, the bio says, tweet your shit in peace. Um, that's the community info. Only members can tweet and reply. Everyone can view, like, quote tweets and share tweets within any community on Twitter. That's what they wanted to remind you of, but you didn't know that. So basically, only your members can tweet and reply to the certain things, but everyone can view, like, and quote tweet, um, but whatever. So that was created on 18th of April, 2022 by at 36Manic. Right. So this group was created. They thought that it was private. So they were, it's interesting to me that it says, tweet your shit in peace. So what is the shit that you lot want to work? It is literal shit that you are tweeting because none of you have sense. None of you have an, an iota of uh, brain cells uh, to function between all of you. Um, but what's the shit that you so desperately want to tweet if it's not for the fact that you hate being called out for your misogynistic, miso misogynoirist, uh, xenophobic, uh, transphobic, homophobic um, vibes? Like, if you're so desperate to want to get these thoughts off in peace, why can't you keep it in your WhatsApp group chats? What is it about being able to do it in a, a quasi-public um, forum that is so enticing to you? So... This group created by at 36 Manic, they all got to it and started tweeting vitriolic shit. One person uh, tweeted, what is it here? His name's Deets by Dre. Um, he quote tweeted somebody, Skybars, who said, I think Oloni funds her lifestyle by blackmailing married men that DM her for anonymous posts. Um, and then this Deets by Dre quote tweeted him and said, her and Kelechi need to be exterminated. And he wrote that on the 19th of April. So pretty much what the day after that, that room or that community was created. And to me, it's just interesting, isn't it? Because, oh God, I'm out here. That's what God's going to do to your destiny, by the way. But I'm out here minding my business, um, talking about structural inequities, um, atting Boris mainly. If Boris had a group where he was cussing me out, I would so definitely understand that. If Boris was talking about wanting me exterminated, I would so understand that. But there are these nig cells that I've never interacted with, don't know from anywhere, who just insist on having my name in their mouth. And for what reason, if you ask them to break it down, they really can't tell you. It's giving obsessed with Manan. You're obsessed with me. Why are you so obsessed with me? Boy, I want to know. I really want to know. Because you swear that I'm ugly, but you're all, always up in my business, trying to be anyway. Because the most frustrating to th um, thing for a lot of you is that you don't know anything about me. You don't know anything about me. But baby, do I know some things about some of you. Um, and that's where we're going with all of this, you know. Um, she needs to be exterminated. Her and Kelechi need to be exterminated. Do you know what exterminated means? You want me killed. Killed for what? What have I done that would, in, in, like, that would um, evoke such feelings in you that you'd literally want me dead what did I do to you where do I know you from you and your two Jamaican flags where do I know you from what do you want 
It's so, so weird to me. And so in the next um, post or the next um, screenshot that was taken off, um, taken from their page, um, somebody writes, um, I think they commented on that and they said, undesirables who hate people that stay active, whatever that means. This three six manic got involved and he said, the ugly ones that date white men. So referring to me, I imagine that I'm an ugly one, which is really, really funny because um, my asshole, my literal, my literal asshole, yeah, is better looking than anybody that you have ever fucked in your life. My literal asshole is better looking than all of them. And I, and I will back my chat to the ends of the earth. My literal asshole is able to articulate far better sentences than anybody that you've ever ever been with in your life, ever known in your life, ever. Somebody responds to 36 Manic and they say, someone said the girl that married the Polish guy and they put a picture, a meme of a black girl bent over in doggy position, scrolling through the phone and a white man um, behind her and he's looking over her head at the phone as well. And again, this is what I'm saying about being obsessed with me and being obsessed with me sexually. You lot are giving um, a rape cult, especially since somebody else, I think they wrote, um, what is a red flag for you? And somebody quote tweeted it. It was Mr. Nelson quote tweeted it and said, when she says no, you lot are a gang of rapists. That's what you are. You're a rapist hiding in plain sight. And some of you have children. So I'm very, very scared. I'm very, very worried for your children because all you do is strike me as a bunch of a community, a community of rapists, either rapists that I've actually raped or rapists in waiting. That's what some of you are. You're rapists in waiting because why are you so obsessed about what my Panani is doing? You said I'm ugly. Why are you so concerned with me? But it's because I'm doing things that you can never do. I'm achieving things that you'll never, none, you won't ever achieve it. None of your lineage, none of your bloodline will ever achieve it because you have cursed them by existing. You have cursed them by existing and living such a low downtrodden life. You have been the one to curse your bloodline because you don't have any behavior. You don't have any spiritual manners and you don't know how to stay in your lane. So today, today you're going to get the cussing that your Ori is so desperate for. You clearly you're, you're clearly an Olori Buruku, you're clearly an Oloshi, and nothing ever will be well for you, all of you worries and bastards, nothing will ever be well for you, imagine going online to just go and chop curses onto your family because you don't know how to talk to people respectfully, where the fuck do some of you know me from, you don't know me from anywhere, and all of you are only little, little men, little, little men that can chat online, because I promise you, just because I'm doing this doesn't mean that I don't know people who aren't doing this, and you'll keep playing, you'll keep playing till you get slapped in the face, you'll get slapped in the face with not just a palm, keep playing, you stupid individuals, but we're really, really going to get into it because I let you slide. I let you slide. But, you know, the really worrying things came from Knee, Knee Deep Pod, who I've cast out on this pod, uh, podcast before. And again, that's another murderer hiding in plain sight. Like to tweet that, oh, um, you know, Dwayne Wade's daughter, Zaya Wade, um, should be... Um, he should, Dwayne Wade should have done a Chris Benoit. And what did Chris Benoit do? He killed himself and killed his family or killed his family and killed himself. And you're 
insinuating that that should be done just because Zaya Wade is trans. That's what you're inciting. And you lot have children, so that's scary to me. So if your child came to you and said, this is who I am, you'd basically kill your child. I want social services involved immediately. I want people to, I want social services to be sent the screenshots of what you said and to be told that children are not safe around you. Because what a thing to say and to be targeting an innocent girl, to be targeting an innocent child, just figuring out the world, trying to live their best life. Because Is it because Zaya Wade and um, knows love, knows parental love? Is that the issue? Because all it strikes me is that all of you um, useless wayward pricks that like to keep my name in your mouth or Lonnie's name in your mouth. And it's funny because it's always the darker skinned girls that are hyper visible that you have energy for. The ones that are actually um, have some kind of um, that can actually back their chat. This is what you're scared of because there are other people who are visible that wouldn't say boo to a ghost as far as you lot are concerned. So you don't really bother yourselves with them. And maybe because they affiliate themselves historically with wayward men like you. So they're a protected class of woman, I guess, in terms of race and classless. But it also that all works for you. But it's the ones that are like, okay, no, I'm trying to do something big. I'm trying to do something that really threatens your sense of who you are. Meanwhile, I don't actually know who you are. I don't know you, but you seem to know me. 2018, you're saying that you've posted a video of me and my partner in your WhatsApp groups because you knew that it would come in handy one day. Is that not obsession? What is your problem? Why are you so infatuated with me? What is it? I know I'm cute. You can't deny that because you wouldn't be putting this much energy into somebody that was clapped. You wouldn't be. Meanwhile, some of you look like fucking dragons. You literally look like one of them dragons that is it Khaleesi was riding in um, or the mother of dragons. I'm you lot's mother. You lot are the dragon faced motherfuckers and I'm you lot's mother. Yeah, I'm the mother of the dragons because I will get you in line the way that your mothers could not. I will get you in line and I'll give you that spiritual flogging that you're so desperate for. Because that's clearly what you need. That is clearly what you need. You clearly need somebody to tie your destiny to a tree and really, really deal with you. Because you don't know whether you're coming or going. It's 2022. You stupid cunts are still sitting online embarrassing your wives. Embarrassing your wives by tweeting bullshit. Where you can tweet your shit in peace. You are literally tweeting shit. Shut the fuck up. You cunts. Shut the fuck up. Because of all the groups that you can create, whenever black women are talking about mental health, their mental health and, you know, all of these stuff, it's you saying pieces of shit that will raise your voice and be like, oh, us black men don't have spaces to talk about the things that we're going through. Where are the spaces for us to talk about? You literally had a space. You literally had an opportunity to create a space for you to talk about the things that you wanted to talk about. And what did you do? You didn't talk about that, did you? You decided to have my name in your mouth, Aloni's name in your mouth, Zaya Wade's name in your mouth. Like, you're so weird. And that's where you want to get your rapey jokes off too. Like, that's so sick. You're so sick. And it's not even so sick of love songs. You're not so sick of love songs because you don't know love. I don't feel like your parents loved you. I don't think like you've ever experienced love. That's why you sit on the um, online trying to cause so much misery and that's why you need that reminder right here right now right here right now that you'll never shame me I don't know what it is I don't know why you um, might need me to say this but I'll tell you explicitly you'll never shame me because I know love in my life and I know peace in my life and I'd have to add I've had to work very hard 
in this life, get through so many obstacles to get to myself to this point. And so you can't shame me about having a white partner when my white partner is not doing what you lot are doing to your wives. My partner is not doing what you lot are doing online. You lot are looking very, very embarrassing online. I feel sorry for the people who fuck you and who fuck with you. And also the women who are there, or the guys, sorry, who are there going, oh, they added me to the group. I didn't even know what was going on. You need to ask yourself why you were affiliated with such men in the first place that they could add you to these groups. Because too many of you have learned the cheat code to pretending that you're decent people by merely just not saying anything publicly. I see you lot. I see who you're mutuals with and this and that. And as far as I'm concerned, if you lot can be friends with certain people or even be affiliated with any um, with them in any way, you are just as bad as them. You're just a bit smarter than them to not do it publicly so people don't have proof. That's all it is. And that is very, very sad to me. And then you've got people like, is it the Uncle K guy? Like you, you're just a weirdo to me. You're just a weirdo. And maybe your good guy act works for some women when you're flinging about your dick. But I don't know you like that. And you keep trying these little sly digs. You've got you've got nothing. And you're disgraced as well because you're in a group where people are chatting bad about somebody that's meant to be your friend and you're there. You're a raggedy bitch. You're a raggedy bitch. You're embarrassing. When they're talking about male allies, when they're talking about people who should be standing up for their friends, somebody's talking about, oh, they want me and Oloni exterminated. She's your friend. And what are you doing? Why are you always in the midst of the fuckery? Why are you always there? The ones that want to try to perform good guy. Why are you always somehow not a stone's throw away? Not a spittle away from the people who are doing fuckery. Because you're wild and you're mad. And God will punish all of you. And what you try to do in the darkness has now surely come to light. In fact, let's get into that Bible verse. Because I fucking love it, me. I fucking love it. It says here. For there is nothing covered that will not be revealed, nor hidden that will not be known. Therefore, whatever you have spoken in the dark will be heard in the light. And what you have spoken in the ear in the inner rooms will be proclaimed on the housetops. Luke chapter 12, verse 2 to 3. So let's get into it. First of all, as you're listening to this, because I know that you all listen to this in one way or another. I speak it over your lives immediately that your life will crumble. There'll be no good that comes from it if you keep my name in your mouth. Even for the times that you've had my name in your mouth. I want nothing good to happen to you. I want every angel to rise up from east, north, south, west. I want them to rise up with their flaming swords and discombobulate your life immediately. Everything that you know and love, I want it destroyed immediately. But I don't believe that you know love. So the only thing that can be destroyed at this point, I want them to deal with you spiritually. I want them to start tearing you apart in your dreams. I want all your secrets, your shameful secrets to be exposed. Every woman, every person that knows anything about you that is of use to me that I can use to embarrass you on this public platform. I want it in my inbox immediately. I will deal with all of you. Since you said that you want to be mad, I'll show you who the proper mad person is in this vicinity. And you had your instincts right the first time to fear me. But since you don't want to use sense, I will use it for you. I told you, all you fucking bitches, like Nicki Minaj said, all you fucking bitches are my sons, yeah? Understand that. That just because I'm here doing speaky spoky online, I will spark you in your fucking face if I ever see some of you because you're disrespectful. And even if I can't touch you because I've built certain things now and I need to do this and I do, I want spirit to touch you. I want spirit to touch you. I want every force 
that knows my heart and knows the work that I do to make this world a better place than what, what I found it. I want every force to rise up and start the battle to deal with you because all of you are just mere demons or you are minions of the lower life. You're just minions of the lower life forms that keep this world the way that it is and you will be dealt with. It's not me in my righteous cause that you'll bring down with your stupid, stupid, your stupid comments, your stupid words. Get behind me. Get behind me and stay there. You ugly, unwashed, useless individuals. And you dysunomics that will be carrying your one wash bag. God punish you and that and that one wash bag that you'll be carrying everyone, you're carrying everywhere with your one Louis Vuitton. When you saw me when we were filming, why didn't you chat? All of you people, you like pre performing and talking here and talking there. But when you're in front of real life women, you haven't got the energy. You haven't. You're all pretenders. And that's why you're like, what did Stormzy say? You're all pricks by yourselves. And that's why you need to group up. All of you individually are nothing. And even collectively, you're still nothing. You're just literally nothing. Your little sperm cells swimming in the wrong direction. You're all so stupid. So embarrassing. I feel embarrassed for the women who are only left with you as an option to fuck. My God. I'd rather slow wine on a knife. God. God. But the person I really want to talk about, if we're really talking about people, fuck all the rest of you, you stupid cunts. Um, I want to talk about this person. What's their name? 3-6 Manic? I want to talk about 3-6 Manic who used to call, he was called the only manic and kept changing his name, you know, like a little pussy Clark Batman, just popping up everywhere. Um, three, six manic. Is your name Kingsley? Kingsley. Let's go by Kingsley. Kingsley, you're a really interesting fellow. Somebody who I don't think I've ever met, but you seem to have a lot of energy for me. You're the one that called me ugly, right? And like I said, like, my asshole is prettier than anyone, anyone that you've ever fucked. Let's all be serious. Um, but you keep having my name in your mouth. And I think I said in 2019 that one of you needs to be very careful before I at you directly and ask you where you were the night before your traditional wedding. At that point, you told everyone that that wasn't about you. You created a new Twitter account and you blocked me on my Say Your Mind page and you blocked me on my Kolechnikov page immediately. That looked very suspicious to me. I mean, it would look, it would just generally look suspicious to anybody, really. But you did that and that's fine. So that was 2019. I tweeted that and I kept moving. I minded my business. I didn't say anything else. And then in 2022, you created this group. Uh, on Twitter on the 18th of April and you went ahead and um, alluded to me and in the room this group that you created somebody also asked that I be exterminated or that they want me and Aloni exterminated so for that reason Manic 3-6 Manic formerly known as FKA the only Manic also known as Kingsley where were you the night before your traditional wedding where were you? Who were you with? Because I know her. I know of her. Um, and if you tr if you dare, if you dare to deny it, the receipts will start flying. They will start flying. Because I'm all about destruction, baby. And I've warned you lot. I've all I've practiced bigger personism so much, but bigger person no more. 
Let's roll in the gutter. Where were you the night before your traditional wedding? You were fucking. You were fucking. While the aunties were busy sweating, their sweat was used to season the jollof rice that would be served the next day. You were... You were balls deep. You were spreading ass cheeks. While your bride-to-be was probably doing gladiator ready with her gele, doing mm, 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 trying to get that gele on, you were doing mm, 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 inside somebody's poussoir. That is sad, isn't it, Manic? Isn't that sad? Is that what you should have been doing? Hmm? Fucking? Is that how much your traditional wedding meant to you? Is that how much your matrimonial home meant to you that you decided to be um, in somebody's punani? Mm? She not wearing her underwear. She wasn't wearing any underwear. Um, I'm disappointed, really. But I just think it's interesting that, you know, the ugly girls that are with white guys. But what I can say is I at least know where my partner was, you know, before my wedding. I know where my partner was. I hope your wife, you know, you've discussed with her prior to this where you were. Since we're all mentioning people's partners and we can't keep people's families out of, you know, our mouths. Let's talk about yours. Yeah, let's talk about your family. Let's get involved. Since you can't keep my fucking name out of your mouth. Let's get involved. Since you always have to allude to me. You see, this is what happens. And I keep telling you motherfuckers that when it comes to it, I'm more spiritually adept than any of you. And so even though, and this will mean nothing to you because you're a stupid cunt. I'm a master manifester. And so whatever energy you bring to me, I'll help you manifest it on a greater level. So what you brought is the spirit of misery and you asked me to manifest it by mentioning me in your private group. Because why I find it so sinister and why I'm talking about your business right now, yeah, and I'm not even done with you. I'm going to flog you on this podcast today, you fucking cunt. Why I'm doing this right now is because you thought that that group that you created was secret. And so you can make jokes, these disparaging jokes um, and get away with it. Therefore, trying to build people up in the background to just hate me for no reason. What have I done to you? Where do I know you from? What have I done to you? When you lot should be talking about the paternal um, um, leave inequity, um, you know, the time that you get off, when you should be talking about male suicide rates, when you should be talking about um, disproportionate stop and search rates that affect black men and boys, you're not doing that. Who is doing that? Me, you fucking idiot. Me, I'm doing the work that you stupid prick should be doing, but you're sitting there fucking out on your wife instead of doing your job, protecting your peace protecting your future. You're not doing that. You're busy fucking. And if it's not the girl that you were fucking the night before your traditional weddings, it's all these young ones that you're finding everywhere thinking that, oh, they won't say anything because you can intimidate them not to say anything. Guess who can make them speak? Guess. Behave yourself. Behave yourself because I didn't want to have to do this because it wasn't ever really about you. I just wouldn't want to talk about you in a way that's going to bring your partner more stress. The way that you lot have thought that you could bring my partner stress, but he just thinks you lot are dickheads, like just very immature, very unloved dickheads. But I didn't want to have to do this. But then at the same time, anybody who would marry you, who would see that you are like this and marry you, 
Nah, they they already have their own issues to work through because you are a disgusting person. You're a nasty, nasty, vile individual. And for no reason at all, for no reason at all other than you lack love and you don't know love. And even in your marriage, you de- you have never smelt love. You don't know what it is. Because if you did, you would honour that person way more than you did the night before your trad. Aunties were pounding pounder jammer. You were pounding ponani. My God. Jesus. Disgusting. Embarrassing. And you're not ashamed. But I don't know what your astrological transits are currently, but you clearly wanted that secret to come out because otherwise you wouldn't have done what you did. But again, you thought that the group was private, but you see what's done in the dark will eventually come to light. And when you play with a baby girl like me, who is spiritually held, as I said, until you lot cease and desist your fuckery, nothing in your life will ever be good but you already know misery but you can know misery more intimately that's what my ancestors have promised me that's what my spirit guides have promised me that you lot will know misery way more intimately than you've ever imagined and by 2023 market market july 2023 you'll be looking at your life thinking how did i get to this point and how do i rectify it but don't come back because people will tell you that what you need to do is to come back and apologize to me don't come and apologize to me because my scorpio placement says i'm not accepting your apology i want you to suffer i want you to suffer because there's no reason why you lot should get away with having terrorized so many black women online for so many years there's some black women that you've ran off the internet with your nasty behavior with your vitriolic behavior with your bullying type of behavior and these stupid cunts the stupid bitches that support you lot and say, oh, it's not that deep though. And at the end of the day, if we start talking to them, like what race are we going to go to? And it seems like these people are just jealous because they're not getting into the race. Shut up, you and your hard faces. Shut the fuck up, you idiots. Don't know anything. Of all the, the people, that the, all the men out there in the world, is these ones that you want to be shouting up and down over, supporting when they're being nasty to women that look just like you. Spice up your fucking life. Sort yourselves out. You're embarrassing as all, as all, as well. Bloody hell. If the sound that you're hearing is me shuffling cards. So this will be my last tarot reading for today before I go home. And I've said, like, if you decide to um, give me access to your energy by mentioning me in any way and um, I decide that I'm interested in finding out what's happening in your life, then I will because you've given me access to your energy. So Spirit, what's happening in Kingsley's life, aka 3-6 Manic? Why is he so preoccupied with what's happening in my life and failing to um, leave me alone? Or Queen of Swords in reverse, okay? That's interesting, I saw that before. Why is the Kingsley, the 3-6 Manic, why is he doing the things that he's doing, Spirit? Honourable Ancestors, Ascended Masters, like, tell me more about his situation. I'd like to know more about this wayward, um, wayward, useless person. Oh, interesting, that's back out again. Okay, I get it this time. I see why you wanted me to do the reading again. Um, okay, let's see what else came up here. So in the past, we've got in a position of the past, we've got the Queen of Swords in reverse. So some kind of mother figure. Oh, what's this one? 
Oh, wow, spirit, you are spiriting. Don't play with me. Basically, I'm saying this because it's really freaky because um, of the three cards that have come out so far, two came out when, oh, okay. Two came out when I first did the reading. Okay. Um, okay, I just need a final one, spirit, to just be sure. Just be sure. What's the um, chariot about? Oh, all these cards flew out. Jesus. Okay. Let's see. It's funny because Spirit's just asking me to be easy on you because you're in a very fragile state. I don't know what's going on in your life, but I'm going to... As the high priestess, I'm going to adhere to what I've been told. I'm not going to go in too heavy on you. So maybe that's why I had to come and record this podcast episode again, because I really cussed you out the first time and I really exposed your life, apparently. Um, so let's see. What is it saying this time? We've got the Queen of Swords in reverse. We've got the Moon card. Um, must be the Moon card, right? Um, we've got the Moon card they like to draw everything in a very interesting way in this deck uh, the kaleidoscope deck not that you care because you don't know fuck all about anything um oh no sorry that's the star card i see it now it's just drawn really weirdly here anyway the queen of swords in reverse the star card the nine of swords the chariot the full card interesting because there's so much major there are so many major arcana cards here queen of swords in reverse in the past you weren't showing love by a mother figure and they played with you mentally um or the way that they went about disciplining you was um rather harsh um i don't know if maybe they had some emotional issues themselves but the way that you were raised um it was one where the discipline was very i would say unfair and i'll use unfair because when i channel messages i just try to channel them as thoroughly as possible regardless of how i feel about you um queen of swords you were the way that you were the discipline was initiated it played with you mentally it was rather unfair and so it didn't allow you to heal because the star card is about healing so you've never known healing and so all you have here is the nine of swords the nine, uh, nine of swords is about a deep deep grief a deep deep sadness usually about depression like ongoing depression or some kind of really um, unsettled mental state um and it is where you are right now so behind you, if I'm looking at the nine of swords, it's right in the middle. There are five cards right in the middle. The third card is the nine of swords. The two cards behind it's the star card in reverse and the queen of swords in reverse. So this is saying that things that have led to the way that you are now. So that means that what you want to chase is a way out. You're looking for a way out. I think you're looking for a way out of your current life. I'm not saying that you necessarily, I mean, I'm looking at the full card and it's showing somebody trying to bungee jump in. It looks a bit like Kanye. Um, so I'm not saying that you might want a way out physically, but you, um, but it's very much giving that you want an escape and you're thinking, because we've got the chariot card here, it's depicted as a red Ferrari. Um, and then we've got the zero card, the full card here. So you're trying to go towards new beginnings. You wish that you could start again. Um, and, you know, I've cussed you already. 
And I'm a bigger person for you lot. And that's what I said earlier. Like I'm you lot's fucking mother. Like I'm you, you are all my sons, all of you dickheads. That's literally all you are. And you're going to get patterned eventually. And you're going to fall in line. And you're going to realize one way or another that I'm not the fucking one. I'm not the one that you play all your stupid nonsense with. But like I said, since you gave me access to your energy. And because I know that I can't move mad because of the way that spirit has patterned me. There are certain things I could say about this reading that I'm not going to go too much into. All I'll say is that you should go and seek somebody that you need to go and talk to because all of this big man stuff, all of the gym stuff that you're doing, yes, that they say that gym helps with endorphins and it helps you to feel better. But the kind of feelings that you have, the kind of feelings that are really going on for you, you're going to need something as apart from that to help you. Because I remember earlier when I pulled the cards, the card that came out was the red carnelian in reverse. So that was the... Um, that was the, I want to say the Knight of Wands in reverse, if I can find it. Uh, in this deck, I think it was the Knight of Wands in reverse. So basically, because of the things that you've gone through, because of how you view um, yourself and how you view power and how you view sex, it means that the ways that you go about um, your sexual expression is upside down. It's upside down, like it, it's about power plays for you. It's about you don't really trust yourself. And I don't know if it even alludes to something in terms of, um, I don't know if you've been taking bits and it's really affecting your erectile um, function, but something's really happening for you. And um, I mean, when things like this happen, I would really offer to, yeah, it was the nine of wands in reverse. I'd really offer to do a more in-depth reading for somebody, but I don't ever want to read for somebody like you again. I think that you're a nasty person and it's only because clearly spirits trying to intervene at this time and knew that I would do the needful, that I would cuss you out and I would also give you the message that spirits is giving you. Go and see somebody about the feelings that you're having, about wanting a way out. This is the life. You've made decisions can't keep fucking 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 you've made decisions and this red car is making me think that you've made decisions about high-end purchases i've heard a bit about your fraud life and whatever else that people have said that you're really struggling with and you're trying to start again and you better you better because life is going to catch up with you so sort it out sort it out if your mental state is like oh i don't know where i'm going to get the next thing from i'm going to get and as i'm as i'm saying this in your ear i know my tarot readings have never ever been wrong because I know the kind of work that I do to make sure that I'm a clear channel for spirit. So as you're listening to this and it brings up weird emotions in you and you don't quite know what to do and you feel like you want to bring hate back towards me, I bind you in the name of all that is holy and redirect your energy elsewhere. Go and seek the help that you need. Because since you wanted to play stupid, we've now had to have this one-sided dialogue on my podcast you've gotten the message that you've gotten and I will never take this down FYI I won't take this down because you lot have played too much too much and too many times with me and since you wanted your your business out on front street I've now helped you and anyone else who wants to try it I'll access your energy too and we'll talk about the things that are going on in your life but for you as angry as I want to get I'm looking at these cards and I'm like whoo get the help that you need I can't even cuss you anymore as much as I want to and I think I felt that way the first time that different cards came out, but they were talking about the same thing. Um, and we've got two of the same cards coming back again, saying that stressing the message here, stressing the message here that there is healing that you are unable to do. And it's really affecting your mental state from the way that you were raised in some way. And it feels like it was a female figure. Go 
and get the support that you need. And maybe you won't spend your time online being a fucking cunt. At least spirit allowed me to say that. To the rest of you that spend your time online, I don't really have anything to say about you that I haven't already said. Your life, um, I've committed it to destruction. I've committed it to the ongoing misery that you're so dedicated to. Um, I hope that it continues for you. You, Manic, that got that message, go and sort out your fucking life and leave me the hell out of it. And, you know, while we now all know where you were the night before your traditional wedding, since you wanted to move mad, I'm showing you that I, in fact... Can move madder. And that's that for this week's episode of the podcast. Um, it's definitely been, um, it'll be out there. It's one for the books, but this is why I am who I am, you know? And I pray that God gives us all the healing that we desire and that we require and we are able to move towards people that understand our needs and that we are able to find true community where we can heal and we can heal um in safety that's genuinely what i wish for everybody um well yeah it's generally what i wish for and genuinely what i wish for most people but for you lot that just are intent on bad-mindedness well i wish destruction for you and i wish hellfire um so yeah, like I said, that's it. Um, thank you for listening to this episode. I've been Kelechi Okafor and this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right, Suck Your Mum. And um, yeah, you can follow me on at Kelechnikov or at Say Your Mind Pod. Remember, you can send your tarot questions, um, share your magnificence, that's share your magnificence, uh, magnificence, not show your magnificence. Share your magnificence, um, so you mad, and uh, straw of the week you can send all of your nominations to sym at kelechiokafor.com and um well yeah i guess that's enough destruction and chaos i'll catch you on the flip side peace it's the Ben's Punani woman is baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Baby, sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are go sippy, yo. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind.